0: Hello and welcome to Two Girls in a Pod. I'm Sharon. I'm Christy. Hope all of you are doing well this week and that your week has been going well for you. You know, as always, you know, Christy and I have all kinds of different conversations because <laughs> that's what we do. If you haven't noticed, we like to talk a lot. <laughs> well, to each other anyway. But, you know, one of the things that we talk about and, you know, I think even we've had those moments where we struggle with it as well is self-love. Yeah. Sometimes it's looking at yourself in the mirror and saying, dang, I look good today. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean that always happens. Oftentimes, I think people look in the mirror and say, oh, my nose is too big. Oh, my hair is too thin. Oh, my hair is too thick," Oh, <laughs> you know, don't have straight teeth. You know, I mean, I think uh, it's so interesting because we were talking about this the other day. And, you know, we were talking about how it's weird to me, even in like my practice, how if I tell people I need you, you know, list three things positive qualities about yourself silence (laughs) silence yeah but if i say what are your top three negative things i get a list of 20 right easily (laughs) and it's like why why is our mindset like that
1: i don't know it's it's like a pre-programming that you know i think that you know you've heard that saying about expect the worst and hope for the best i think that a lot of people get kind of stuck in that way of thinking on so many things. So your head stays in this negative space a lot. And so I think a a lot of times we don't even realize how much that we've talked about that internal dialogue, you know, and how it impacts us. You know, we talk a lot about self-care, but in order to do self-care, you have to have some self-love to make that happen.
0: And it's not even that you have to have hordes of self-love, but you have to have some, but I often find that it's such a difficult thing for people. And, you know, when I say that, you know, I'm putting myself in that category as well, because I think that, you know, when we talk about this and you do really good about saying stuff like, you know, don't say those things. And we talk about that negative Mm self-talk, you know, when you get up in the morning and you think, oh man, I looked great yesterday. You get up that morning and I know women experiences. I don't know about men, but you you know you get up and you're there and you're bloated and you thought, well, geez, I gained ten pounds overnight. How did that even happen? <laughs> you know, we have those conversations. Yeah, it does happen. I think there's so much stuff that goes into self love. We talk about you know kids and how do you teach them different things and you know you said the thing, but do you think it's you know the pre programming or whatever? But do you think it's also this thing that in society alone you see that often
1: well it's whether it's body shaming or for sure about body image and that and that's what we role model and that's the pre-programming i'm talking about because i think a lot of kids grow up they see that there are a lot of things that parents don't like about themselves they hear them complain about whether it be their their body their hair their you know whatever like you were saying and i think that when you that's what you're demonstrating Your kids pick up on that, and then they start to ridicule themselves. They start to see it as inadequacies and things like that. I think that that's a lot of the thing where it stems from, and it's not—you know—it's not just all on parents. We have it in our society. We oh God, look at our media. Yeah, they receive those messages all of the time. So that's why I think it's really important at home that you show them something different. And it's not just a matter of telling them; it's about showing it with yourself. You know, you talked a little bit
0: about that, you know, when you talk to your sister about not and even as a parent, not doing those little digs that you get and you kind of we do them in the like it's humorous when oh, it's really not. Yeah.
1: I yeah. mean, that was one of the biggest things I felt like that I needed to work through and overcome when when I started that self love was partly, you know, starting a workout program for me and things like that. But I had to work through all of that negative talk that, you know, had come prior to it and all the things I had been telling myself, like I wasn't capable of building muscle or doing those kinds of things. I didn't even think that it was a, a part of who I was. I just thought that I, you know, was born this way. <laughs> well, I think the other thing is, is,
0: you know, when you talk about those kind of things, too, is how people use food as a love almost.
1: Yeah, I mean... Well, and you think about it, and food is something to celebrate for sure. It's Absolutely. Within cultures, there's different kinds of food and all the, that, you know, and I, it does bring people closer together. But there is a tipping point where that it can be an unhealthy thing, too, where that you're, if you're not looking at what you're taking in and how it's impacting you, you know, a lot of people will deal with, you know, stomach issues like I did when I was younger not knowing that it was how I ate, you know, well,
0: and I think of you know, a lot of times when I'm working with some of my clients and they get depressed or they get sad or they look at themselves and they don't feel good, they feed the emotion
1: mm-hmm. and then it
0: and it feels better for a minute and then they beat themselves up because now I've you know, if it's my weight that I'm looking at now, here I am, I'm sad, I eat the foods that make me happy, mm-hmm. and then now. But it's weight I've put on. So it's this vicious cycle, I think. And it's such a mind game that we play with ourselves on a daily basis. And it has such an... There's all these little negative things that come in with it, you know, and like we talked about, you know, it's always fascinating to me when I get on social media and I'm reading and I'll go and I'll look at comments sometimes and how negative and just... I'm just thinking in my head, why are you body shaming? Sometimes it's about body shaming. Sometimes it's about somebody's intellect. Sometimes it's about their color, their gender. It doesn't matter what it is, parenting. And just that, because we're so removed from that other person, that it kind of gives that courage to say things. But, you know, people who are saying those negative things, I would argue the point if they sit there and said that I have self-love, because I just don't think those two things go together. I think the more self-love you have, the more you love yourself and you're able to love others, You are not going to have that thing where your body shaming other people or you're doing stuff like that Mm -hmm. because it's incongruent. There is nothing that matches with those two things. We talk about that and, you know, just the whole thing of how people are reacting and responding and and celebrities, they're starting to have more mental health issues as well because, you know, they're getting on and they're reading these comments. It's such a negative feel. It has negative energy. Mm Mm-hmm. And that negative energy people are taking in. So it's like self-love can't even overcome that. It's like they're being
1: bombarded with it. Well, you're feeding that energy. You know, you're giving more and more attention to it because you're seeing it in our society. Like I say, a lot of people grow up with it because they see it within their parents. There's not that self-love. There's not that, like they don't have a healthy body image or they don't have a healthy mindset about things. And so they pass it on. So, I mean, there's a lot to overcome, but I feel like that having patience with yourself and realizing, like we said, we say all the time about practicing because you're not going to get it right all of the time, but that's okay.
0: And I think that's the big thing too. And, and, you know, really want the the people listening to understand is that this is a constant practice for us. Mm -hmm. And we mess up. And then it's like, okay, we got to go back and start again or those kind of things. But the more you practice it, it's kind of like I talked when I'm talking to my clients, sometimes they'll ask me, well, how do you talk in your, you know, when you're not being a therapist and I'm there, like, I didn't, there like, I didn't understand the question <laughs> because I do this so much. I've done this for so long. This is how I talk,
1: mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> you know, and you can vouch for that. I, yeah, I don't change my vocabulary much when we're having conversations, I will, if I'm trying to express something to you, this because of practice. Right. And that's what it is. It becomes so much practice. There's not this definitive line of, okay, when it's five o'clock and I get off work or whatever time it is, something switches in me and then I become something else. No, it becomes a part of your life. It becomes your lifestyle. That's why when you if I was sitting there talking positive to my clients all day long, and then I get off and I do all this south, loathing or whatever, first off, they're going to catch on to that very quickly because they're going to know that it's not authentic.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: What I love about my clients is they're very good at identifying what is authentic in that fashion, especially with me. I can't sit there and lie to my clients. If something's happened and I'm having kind of an off day, they will pick up on it right away. I have to be authentic. And part of having self-love is to have that authentic self-love but once again we get all caught up in all this heady stuff i was working this week with the client and her daughter was really upset she had a test to take and it was very upsetting for her my client the mom was upset so it was just kind of escalated you know and i think it was more a miscommunication and even my client she's there like she doesn't want that she wants to be able to do this differently So invites her daughter in and we're talking and trying to help the daughter understand that this is all about self-love. It's about not a test measures. Can I take a test? All of these things, it's a measurement of something, but it's not a measurement of your worth. It is not a measurement of any of that stuff. It is not. It is a measurement. Can I take a test? Can I regurgitate what I've learned? But so much of the time, even with when, when I'm looking at kids in school, it's, oh, my God, I'm stupid. I'm dumb. I don't know how to do this. What is my value almost? Because the value becomes how well can I take a test or do I have an A? Am I people identify I'm an A student. Okay, well, that's nice. Mm-hmm. But tell me something else about you. But we're so good at putting everything external to us. And we've talked a lot about that, that thing of that external piece of it.
1: Mm -hmm. And it is, it's so much easier for whatever reason, for our mind to go to the negative space and to feed that negative energy, you know, when we're having that self-talk.
0: And I think, too, you know, and then it comes back to why is it so much easier for us as human beings to pinpoint those negative places in our lives and bring them forward so quickly? And then you know we bring something from the past into our present moment, and then we start feeling like crap again, you know, if it's something I failed or people felt they failed out once again. Failure is not—I don't believe in that at all. So that becomes that thing too, and it's not like it's one or two people, right? It's like it's something that's in us that we can, and, and I think we continuously say, and we promote this in our media and we promote it everywhere in that social context. I'm going to say that. If something bad happens, it outweighs good things. Mm -hmm. It has more of an impact. It's going to affect you more. And I think that's how, you know, and we work on that. That's something I work on with my clients in in therapy is how come we're magnifying this versus you're going to graduate with honors, but we're going to talk about this instead. We minimize this great accomplishment.
1: We minimize ourselves so much. It's like we sit there and constantly say to ourselves we're not good enough in some way or another some fashion we think that we're not good enough somebody is always going to come in that's better but it's not a matter of a competition that's part of the thing that people have to let go of stop comparing ourselves to other people that's not what this is about oh I agree and I think that
0: that happens so much of the time and I think that goes into that the opposite of that self-love is that self-loathing that we do we why well, I'm not as good as so-and-so or, you know, somebody can, they can run faster than me or, well, I have this kind I just love because, you know, she did cross-country. She knew she wasn't going to run as fast as her sister. And guess what? She didn't care. <laughs> I loved it. She knew it was not her sport, but she did it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But she also was in her head, knew she wasn't going to compete with her sister. Her sister had done it longer. It's something her sister does for different reasons. She just said, hey, what the heck, I'm going to do it. So she has that attitude of, I don't care. I'm not competing. That's not what this is about.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But we can do that in certain areas. And then in other areas, she has other, but that's what I mean. It's like we're picking and choosing what we'll compete with and what we meant.
1: Sure. I mean, we can apply that to many, many things. I mean, I was thinking about like, for instance, Naomi and Winona Judd,
0: mm-hmm.
1: both of them great singers, but what if one had said, well, if you're, you know, you're the singer, and I'm not going to do that because if viewed it as a competition in that way, the world would not have heard one of those voices. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's like, it's not a matter of competition like that. There are so many different skill sets out there and that, and what you bring to the world through your uniqueness, you know, that's something completely different. Well, I think
0: it's that thing of complementing each other. And you're right. Each one knew their place in that. Naomi mm-hmm. harmonized beautifully.
1: Right.
0: Winona has this amazing range, yeah. and it wasn't Naomi's range. But you're right, if they had done that, the music we wouldn't have heard. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what I always tease you about that, because christy has got the voice. But when we sing, I can harmonize. Okay, happy birthdays is what we do. <laughs> <laughs> that's the extent of my singing. But we will call and we will sing happy birthday to our friends and stuff, and I will actually actively participate in that. I just listen to where she's at and then I just go along with her (laughs) and it's not a competition. Right. You know, and I think that's what's beautiful about it because we have those moments where we do it together and that's where I feel comfortable. Happy birthday. I can do that. (laughs) Mm
1: -hmm. Well, and I think that it's sad because that's really coming from the mindset that you're lacking somewhere. And it's so sad. I feel like, you know, when people do that, you're selling yourself so short because there are people out there that are going to value and appreciate what it is that you do.
0: Well, you know, I think it's funny because, you know, like sometimes when I work with kids and stuff and, you know, they would start singing, you know, we talk about voice and always loved. And I never sat there and said, you know, this is a good voice or this bad voice, you know, but if they would hear that. Then they would stop singing because they would say, I don't know. I can't sing. And the thing is, is that to me, singing is something when somebody sings and they sing from the heart, there's a beauty about it, even if they're as flat as flat can be, because it is the energy that's coming out of them Mm -hmm. that makes that different. But even like with that, people will criticize people, you know, and I get it. If it's a style you don't like or whatever, it's not your personal style, then that's one thing.
1: Well, it's so interesting how, you know, because we were talking about how the mind goes to that negative space, but even when somebody pays you a compliment, I know I remember even when I did the national anthem, I received a really amazing compliment from the sound engineer and I appreciated that. But my mind will still go there and say, that is one opinion in how many people You know, that's only one opinion. So what does that mean?
0: You know, know? the sound engineer that worked, he actually worked with a lot of really amazing people. We do, we minimize that. Exactly. And I think we even did that when we started the podcast. And I'll often say that, why are people listening to us?
1: I don't know, but I'm just grateful. (laughs) I'm extremely grateful.
0: And you know, I'm, I'm starting to get it. We're starting to get in the, I think more of the swing of this and stuff like that and the confidence with it and Once again, even understanding that, and we always say this, you know, if we talk about something that resonates with one person, you know, we're so blessed and so happy about it, but there's self-talk that even gets you to those places, but people are not doing the self-talk, you know? So we talk about, you know, we're talking about self-love and all that, but the part that's where it starts is having that conversation with yourself. Mm -hmm. It is stopping consciously
1: and with a sense of awareness Stopping the negative talk Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and the negative thoughts. And there is a running dialogue of those happening in the background a lot of the time.
0: Yes. But the thing is, is I always tell people, if you have that running dialogue in the back of your head that you're not attending to, it will eventually spew out somewhere.
1: Mm -hmm. And And it eats at you.
0: Yes. So it's important to always sit there and say, what is that running dialogue? And I always tell people, you know, somebody says, oh, I'm not pretty or I'm not smart. They're like, okay, but whose voice is that? And they'll say, what do you mean? I just said it. I said, no, 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 no. I said, you heard it somewhere. Somebody somewhere in your life made this comment to you and you took it and you ran and it made you and you made it yours. Somebody else's opinion is not you. And I am constantly working with my clients on identifying the dialogue going on in their head. Whose dialogue is it really? And how do you shut off somebody else's dialogue? But when you take somebody's dialogue and you, make it a part of you for so long, you actually start believing it is your dialogue. Mm -hmm. And this thing of we really work on maneuvering and changing the thought processes to it is, wait a minute, what do you mean? Where did you hear? And then they'll be there thinking, I'll go, oh my God, when I was six, I wanted blah, blah, blah. And I'm there like, who said it to you? And sometimes the understanding, even when I don't think people are often saying it with malicious intent, but the problem is, is when you say something like, it'd be like if um, you said to your sister, your, you know, your sister starts singing and say, and somebody goes and says, oh, if you could sing as good as your sister,
1: mm-hmm.
0: or maybe take some voice lessons and you can sing like your sister, people might think that's a compliment, but is it really? It's the way in which the other person interprets that message.
1: Mm-hmm. Or and it gives you that message that that person is somehow inept.
0: (laughs) Yeah, people often do that. I was talking to another client. We were talking about that. Grandparents comparing the grandkids. They're different people. And she is so good about this. Mom, they're different kids. Mom, they're different circumstances. She's really about her children having their identity. Working even with husband. Don't compare them. And I think that is such a natural thing. You know, I grew up in a school where my family all went and, you know, it was always like, Oh, are you like your brother or are you like your sister or you got good grades? You don't got good grades. And it's like, Oh my God. It's <laughs> like, just stop talking. Even though I don't, once again, I think people think that they're doing it to motivate the other person, but it's how the other person interprets that message. Yeah. And then they interpret it and then they feel they are a lack of. Mm-hmm. And then it starts the self doubt, the self sabotage, and there's no room for self love. And so I think it's really one of those things of how do we not only work on how do we change it with us? And I mean, we do that.
1: Well, and we're talking about how it relates to self love, but that running dialogue, that negativity that stays back there, what you start to realize is that when you're not sitting there having that, those thoughts about your own self, which are judgments, you're having judgments about others as well.
0: You know, Absolutely. you're seeing
1: people, you know, people watching is a fun thing to do. We both enjoy that. It's funny because when we went to Paris, that was one of the things that we learned that people really like to do there as well. Like even the the restaurants, we talked about that, how that they have a lot of patio restaurants, but the chairs were not facing one another. They weren't, fa- it wasn't about the conversation, I guess, at the table so much as they were all facing out. So here were the tables and the chairs on the backside all facing out towards the street. So it's like people watching was like encouraged is what it felt like. So, and I, it is a fun thing to do, but there are a lot of times that if you sit there and listen to the thoughts that are going on, you're constantly, you know, you're picking out something about somebody's clothes or their hair or their, you know what I mean? So I think that that happens, but
0: you should be aware. And I think that's something that, you know, we talked about a long time ago. And that's something that we've really worked on is changing that dialogue. And it's been a process for us to shift from what we were doing because we were guilty of that. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you would look at people and say, if they even had a body shape like yours and you didn't like your body shape, you were critiquing that body shape. Yeah, We've worked, this has been a long process y'all. And and when we're talking about this, you know, we've been together 20 plus years. This is something that we, it's been a journey that we're on and we're continuing to be on. We're having to change stuff and modify stuff all the time. Mm -hmm. But that's one of the things so now we are so much more consciously aware. So if we're looking at people, it's not, we're going to find something in that. If it's a hairstyle, you know what? It's not where it doesn't work for me, but it, they really like it. So cool. Yeah.
1: <laughs> you know, and it's not a matter of <laughs> you're going to like everything. Cause you, you know, it's not about that mm-hmm. and you can identify that, but you can also be aware of those judgment statements that are happening in your mind because they're happening Against those people, but also against yourself, really, because it's like you said, it's like identifying those bodies that you don't want to be associated with, but you you feel like that that's what your body looks like and you're not happy with it. Well, one of the things that I felt like really shifted my thinking on that is, and this was in something that I had read, you know, shifting your focus to identifying the things that you like, you know what I mean? And when you focus on that, you're able to reflect it within yourself,
0: you know, I always think, uh, you know, when we live back home, there was this man who probably weighed a good 400 pounds or something. And one day we're in our home and we look out and he's walking and it's slow walking. It was like, Oh my God, look at him walking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Even at that point it was just like, Oh, that is so cool. And then,
1: and he walked extremely,
0: extremely slow because he had to. Yeah. But I'm telling you something, it was kind of weird. Cause we, Because he would walk in front of our house, we started to see this progress with this man. Mm -hmm. Slowly, but surely. Surely. And it was that dedication. But even with that, I think that was a really a place for me when I I looked out and I saw him. It was the fact that I saw him walking. We talked about, oh, my God, how cool for him. He's out walking. We didn't even focus on the fact that he was 400 plus pounds. Mm -mm. That wasn't even our thought. And the reason why it wasn't is because we had already been walking. We had already started that process. of We would go out and we would walk. We'd walk with our neighbor. We'd walk with my sister. We would do that. So we had already started. So walking to us was such an important thing. Mm-hmm. So that showed where our focus was. It wasn't on the weight or the person like in, in per se like that. It was on, oh my God, look at him walking. That is so cool. And that's when you can see that reflection. When you are doing something that's about yourself, self-love, self-care, then that's what you're going to see. That's what you emanate. Yes. And I think that was
1: such a cool thing. And he actually did really amazing. He did. And it was through his consistency, no matter how slow, because people have it in their mind. Well, you know, if you're going to go get some cardio, you got to really be on the move or that. He was doing what he could do. And through his consistency, you saw that. I mean, over time, he had a lot of weight loss.
0: I will be guilty of that sometimes because of my work schedule or because of stuff like that. Our goal is always to get about 10,000 steps a a day, you know, work week and all that. But Wednesdays are hard for me because I go into the office. It depends, you know, sometimes stuff happens before work that I have to take care of or you have to take care of. And then sometimes I just want to have my coffee and (laughs) breakfast and chat. (laughs) (laughs) So there's all these variables. But I would find I would beat myself up and I would feel like I hadn't accomplished things you would come to me, you would say, reminding me that, you know, anything you do is still forward progress. Cause sometimes, you know, we all get caught up in that too. We get a little bummed out when we don't feel like we're doing the best that we can, or even if we are doing the best that we can, we feel like it could be more, you know, all of those kind of things. And then you start that self-talk. Well, am I even bothering to do this? What difference does it make? I might as well not. But then as soon as you shifted that, and you'll help me with that sometimes. And, and you know, I have to help you with that sometimes, especially when it comes to these things, because she gets really agitated and upset if she doesn't feel like she's done her complete workout. And I'm there like, first off, you've done something. Well,
1: you go to that place of that comparison of what I'm doing versus what you've done for that day. And, you know, our schedules are different. So, I mean, people do that. And it's, It's the consistency, like we said, in doing that, but it's also that consistency in identifying those things in your mind, those things that you're saying that that's contributing to that negative talk. So if you're consistent in that, in that awareness, you'll start to change that inner dialogue.
0: And I think the thing that's really cool is if you can have those people in your life, I mean, I think that you and I do really, and we have great friends who are, really about being supportive and stuff like that. So and then family. So we're we're really good in that area. But it's also, you know, we have this relationship where if I see it happening to you, sometimes we're more receptive than others. It depends on the day. <laughs> but for the most part, we're pretty receptive. But even if it's causes that internal feeling for us, it doesn't last very long. You know, we always talk about, you know, with my clients I'm always talking about frequency, duration, and intensity of something. And Those for us, that has all shortened so much. If like you come to me and you say, well, you know what, hon, maybe, you know, you you were able to do this, you know, and then if I get a little agitated or something, it's very short lived now. Mm -hmm. We don't drag that on. We have those conversations. So I think having that support to help you find that self-love is really important too. That's where those relationships become really important. If you're a parent, how do you help your child? What I love about (laughs) one of my sisters is, one day, her daughter was young, and my dad found these old boots. I think they were red. They were old, beat-up boots. And he tells her, Thought, do you want these to to my niece? And she goes, yeah, and she was little. She wanted to wear those boots all the time. And, you know, my sisters are like, that doesn't even match, whatever. But then my sister said, you know what? If you want to wear the boots, wear the boots. If they make you feel good, wear them. And that's what I mean. Removing yourself from it. Mm-hmm. and realizing if they like it, they like it. I tell parents, if, if your kid wants to wear two different colored socks, cares, Oh, that's okay now.
1: All oh, yeah. of those kind of Cousins things. are totally acceptable now.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but that's what I mean. It's having that. And sometimes I'm there like with parents, you're fighting this battle that is about identity and things like that. Or what other people are going to think. Think or whatever. Do what you do. And when you are able to do that, you start teaching that how I view myself in the world is okay. And if you have confidence, Lizzo, she is confident in her body. And you know what? Bless her. She gets a lot of negative, a lot, a lot of negative feedback, feedback about her body. Yeah. But for a lot of people, she has become a role model if they're not the right size on, you know, what the right size is these days.
1: There you have it <laughs> because it's like, I mean, people are comparing themselves to what, what is well, the right size? It doesn't matter. I mean, it's.
0: And I've had this conversation with people. and I know if y'all have found this too, and particularly women, they are messing with this with clothes size. <laughs> How come all of a sudden now a medium is really an extra small? <laughs> no, seriously, you go put it on and your arms are all out and you can't put them down because you're all, Tight into this shirt. Uh-huh. And you're there like, what the hell? A medium should be a medium.
1: Right.
0: But it messes. And then what happens, and we joke about this, but I have seen it even with people. Man, I used to be in a medium. Now I'm in an extra large. No, you're not. You're still
1: in a the medium. <laughs> they just changed what an extra large looks like. <laughs>
0: but it messes with the mind. And then, the, and then once again, it's all these little subtle things that happen. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, a medium, if it's in the United it, it should all be the same. It should be worldwide. Everybody, just make your decision. That make all of the sizes the same, but you don't. And then you're sitting there, and it's like, "Oh crap! Okay, we're getting this size," and then it turns out to not be that size. And then the first instinct for people is, "Oh my God, I gained weight." Mm-hmm. No, you know, then go put it on your toddler, and it fits your toddler. You know, <laughs> you know that this is not normal. Yeah. Now, remember we that store in Houston. And we really thought we were in a kid's store. Yeah. It wasn't. It was for adults. And I am serious. We thought. But one a is,
1: size six was like a 3X or something. I mean, it was. It was it just, was ridiculous. It was so ridiculous. Yeah. It,
0: and at first I'm thinking, why is, why is our niece bringing us in here? I don't know. It was like a real clothing store with. It was supposed to be big people clothes. <laughs> it was so. But it, it, you know what? It kind of messed with me a little bit.
1: Oh, Yeah. It was like, oh, my God, how did this happen? Yeah, so I think that that's why it it po- just points to that, you know, that's why you have to have that awareness within yourself, because there's already all these things happening outside of you that that tries to mess with your mind on that. And, you know, so it, having that awareness, like I say, I feel like that that's what the key in getting you back to realizing what is your authentic self, and how do you love yourself in spite of all the messages you're getting?
0: We had our yearly stuff. And so went to the RP. It's really cool. And so we were there and I was talking to her. and I told her, I said, there needs to be a study done on you go in. The first thing they do is take, they go get your weight. And I said, how many people's blood pressure goes up after taking weight? Yeah, and they always do your blood pressure after they do your weight. So what if they did your blood pressure first and then your weight? I wonder if it would be different because I think when people go in there, I'm there even thinking, why are you taking my weight? What does this have to do with anything? And then, you know, then comes back your BMI. But it always takes me back to the article that you read about, the, and it showed the woman who, say, weighed 155 pounds. Mm -hmm. And then they showed her before and after. She weighed the same exact weight but looked totally different. So they don't sit there and say, what do you look like under your clothes? They just simply take your weight. And then that becomes this thing. And then there starts that self-loathing versus the Mm self-love. It's those messages we're seeing, we're hearing. And it's, I don't know who made up those stupid arbitrary numbers.
1: I really don't. And they truly are arbitrary numbers because you look at I remember when I was younger and going to the doctor's office, they would have a chart there and it would say, you know, for your your age and this. this And gender. And gender, this is what you should weigh, this range to this range. Well, now I've gone to the doctor and they have a chart and it's completely different. They just decided, I guess, that those numbers are. So now at this height and this age, you should weigh this much less than the old chart.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So I guess the whole point of this is, is that there are so many messages that come in that are really working against that self-love. Yeah. So it's really, how do we switch that to become more conscious of the fact that, once again, that's somebody else's opinion and idea about who you're supposed to be. Right. And when you start focusing on, what truly makes you happy, what, how you invest in yourself, that self-love is going to come. And the more of that self-love you have, you're right, Christy, it's, that's going to flow out to other people. Your energy is important, that positive energy. But that positive energy starts internally too. It has to. Because otherwise, if you're trying to put it out, it's going to feel awkward to other people. It's going to feel off. It's not going to feel genuine. We have these conversations a lot mm-hmm. because we both slip in and out of it every once in a while. I think we are getting better.
1: Oh, yeah. It's so easy to do. On the daily, you're constantly in your head and you, a lot of times, will start up that that dialogue. And it, so it, it is, it's a it's a constant. It's something you have to work on all the time.
0: And I think that's what's interesting too because I think there's also, and I always tell you this about eye color, <laughs> Because Christy has these blue eyes and so her eyes change and they do all these things and you can very much see them. I think that is absolutely beautiful. And I always tell her, brown eyes don't do that. And you always they say,
1: Do <laughs> I mean I I love brown eyes. I think that I mean, I think eyes are beautiful, period. Yes. But no, there's a lot of a lot of people with those brown eyes that they have that lighter mixed in with the dark. And yeah. So you can I see that. I don't know you, but that's the thing. People see something different.
0: Oh, I time. think the reason why is because once again, that's kind of a problem. But after you told me that, I'm. They're like, you know, I guess that's true. I always think of my dad. You always knew when he his eyes truly gave him away when he was up to something he shouldn't be <laughs> shouldn't be up to. He just looked at his eyes, mm-hmm. and they would all they would take on a little bit
1: of a different color, and they would twinkle. Yeah, they would twinkle <laughs> for sure. I know because I've seen that look in your eye. I don't know what she's talking about. (laughs)
0: I'm never up to no good. Oh, yeah. Oh, wait a minute. That's a double negative. (laughs) Exactly. You got it right. But no, it's that place in our lives. I think it should be for everybody. But how do we be kind to ourselves? How do we really sit there? And we're all going to have deficits of some sort. But we only have a deficit when we're comparing to others. Exactly. Nobody has a deficit within themselves. It's that comparison. It's if am I comparing to so-and-so or this and that. But if we look at ourselves as a whole, the deficit's not there. Is there modifications we have to make sometimes for health and stuff like that? Absolutely. But it's not deficits in that way. It's not less than. But I think we are so much at a place where we look at ourselves as less than. Yeah. And I guess the thing is, and, and one of the reasons I love my job is When I see those people and I see it when that shift happens in them and they stop being less than and they stop buying into other people's opinions of who they are and they start having that Mm self-love. Because that's when they start healing is when they have self-love, when they can look in the mirror and say, I'm okay. Yeah, I'm enough. Yes. And I tell them, I can give you the tools. You got to do the practice and the work. And it is work. (laughs) It is work. To me, it is the most important investment that we do. Yeah. Because when we invest entirely that much in ourselves, then what we get to give to the world enhances. But it starts with the self-talk. It starts with telling yourself, I am beautiful. Having self-affirming statements, putting those pictures up of what you want, how you want to see yourself. If you feel like you lack courage, putting signs up that say courage, little things, whatever it takes to help you remember you are all of those things and more. But we don't do that enough. Right. For kids, put it up there. You are enough. And I tell everybody, little kids, all the first question is, sweetie, did you do your best? And I always love this because they will tell you their instant answer is the truth. They'll say no. (laughs) They say no. And it'll be like, and their eyes get big. If they've done their best, they'll say yes. And how can we ask anybody to do better than their best? There is nothing better than your best. Mm -hmm. But we constantly do that. So letting them know that their best is good enough, letting them know that they are good enough. That doesn't mean that it's not to aspire to be more. Mm -hmm. We can always make improvements. Yes. And letting them know that at this moment, you are your best. But we are working always to be better. I mean, I think that we do that on a daily basis. We talk about what are some of the things we have to do differently, whether it's diet or exercise or or our communication or that self talk, you know, and our meditation. All of those things we practice this. Mm-hmm. And I always talk. Like, I do not sit here and talk to you about things that I will not do, because I can't do that. Because other than take meds, because I don't need to, <laughs> you know, or whatever. Mm-hmm. But when it's like these coping skills or these things about how do you talk to people, how do you change a thought process. Unlike everybody else, we are always having to change our thought processes because we're constantly evolving. And as we evolve, we have to change our thought thinking with that evolution.
1: Right. Otherwise you stay where you
0: are. Exactly. I did think it was funny. I, I was, uh, the other day, one of my clients said that they were talking, <laughs> they were talking to me they go, I wonder what it looks like when Sharon and Christy argue." <laughs> Mm-hmm. And leave it to my clients to tell me that. And you know, I told him, I said, "Well, we don't argue a whole bunch, and even if we do, it's very short lived. Uh, we disagree on things. She wants to be right. I don't know why. No. <laughs> <Ooh>. hmm. <laughs> I'm gonna be in trouble. No, <laughs> I love you. You know, that's the other thing I love, and this is an important thing too. Is Part of that self-love is being able to laugh at yourself. Yeah. To not take things so seriously, Mm -hmm. you know, and I think we're getting better and better at that. But it's a work in progress.
1: We're hard on ourselves sometimes. Mm -hmm. Even things that we have talent in or that, and a lot of times, even with that, people won't want to, like, showcase that because then they feel like that others are going to think that, you think you're being too good or those kinds of things. There's always like some kind of negative spin that we can put on things.
0: That's a really good point. I think a lot of times people will not talk about what they're good at because there's that thing, oh, you're just being vain Mm -hmm. or you're being egotistical or you're being this or you're being that. You show off.
1: I hear that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I don't know who she's talking about. (laughs) (laughs) But no, the thing is, is that, it's not about that. Just like putting yourself first is not selfish. It's actually the best thing we ever do because it makes us selfless with other people. Right. Doing all of these things are so important to our growth and to who we can become. And it's always about becoming. It's always about moving forward and moving into that next level, learning new things. That's why. I We're constantly reading and learning and doing stuff like that because I want to be better than I was yesterday. I want to think better than I did yesterday. I want to love myself more than I did yesterday. I want to be able to say those things out loud and to do those things. But it's through practice. Mm -hmm. It's through talking about it. If it's an insecurity, talk about it so somebody can help you to become secure within it if you can't do it on your own. Use your family, use your friends. Isn't that what they're there for? No. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. A lot of people don't talk about those things. And you really should, because that's what brings clarity a lot of the time is having a conversation with somebody about something. I mean, it just brings things to your own mm-hmm. awareness that you don't even realize. You mm-hmm. know, when you talk about it, then it puts it out there and helps you to let go of some things. So we challenge you
0: to look in the mirror. Remind yourself that you're beautiful, handsome, good-looking, dashing, debonair, whatever word you want to use. <laughs> yeah.
1: And whatever. know that there's no, nothing wrong with telling yourself those things because it just builds you up to shine better, to, to put yourself out there more and be there for others.
0: Exactly. So we challenge you to do that, to be okay. When somebody compliments you, thank him.
1: Yeah. Walk
0: away. Feel good about it. Don't sit there and say, oh yeah, well, and then we make all these excuses or people don't take compliments. Take a compliment. Do all of those things. Have gratitude for those compliments. Have gratitude for your growth and that you can look in the mirror. I am strong. I am courageous. I am smart. I am all of those things. Take that time. Practice it. Do it once and it feels really weird.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> the first time feels really odd.
1: It's <laughs> <That's> like, Whoa? <laughs> Yeah, but keep practicing that and, and telling yourself that I am enough.
0: Exactly. I had a little boy who loved to look at himself in the mirror because he thought he looked good. And you know, he was really pretty cute, but that's good. Cause he, he was cute and he liked what he saw. <laughs> so, you know what? Look in the mirror and like, and love what you see those voices. If they're negative, shut them off. Identify them as this is negative thinking. Mm -hmm. This is faulty thinking is a better word. This is faulty thinking and watch them dissipate, go away. And then you start putting in those other things. I am enough. I can become more. All of those things that are so relevant and important to us to help us to be a healthy, healthy version of ourselves. And when you're looking out at other people and you're starting to have a judgment statement, Pull away from it. Mm -hmm. Find something. They're good. They're happy. That's all that matters. It is not our job to judge everybody and have an opinion about everybody. We don't have to. No. Work to shy away from it. Find something good in everybody.
1: Not everything deserves a reaction.
0: Exactly. So we hope that you guys have a great week. We hope that you go by those mirrors, glance in and smile and say, I'm looking good today (laughs) or whatever it is. Take care of yourself. Work on that self love. It is such an important and valuable thing to each and every one of us. It is not selfish. It is not vanity. It is none of those things. It is being healthy.
1: It's essential for your own success, but not only that, what you bring to the world. Absolutely.
0: So... Thank you. As always, we are immensely grateful to you for listening, and we hope that you guys have a really great week, and we will be back next week. Bye!